0: Hello? Are you there? Hello and welcome to One Throw at a Time, a player's perspective on the game that builds and breaks our hearts. My name is Johnny Mox and I'm here as always with my co collaborator, Rowan. Rowan, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. What do you do that's not frisbee, Rowan? Because Ugh. people on the people out out there have been saying that you're Mister Frisbee.
1: I you're know. You're Rowan Frisbee. What are you up to when you're not doing frisbee? Well, Johnny, funny you ask. I got that question the other day, and sadly answered with frisbee golf, which Killed me because it's still Frisbee, but it is my one of my bigger hobbies. But I would say non-Frisbee. I like to go up to Maine. I love to play Pictionary. Um, I know our, our good friend and, and teammate A. Roy is a big board gamer, but he, he never brings Pictionary. That's my go-to. I like to play Cribbage. Uh, me and Red are playing first to 50 on Cribbage. So I do like those kind of games. I like card games. I love craps, blackjack. I don't go to the casino enough. I kind of I don't go anymore, but I do love a casino. Uh, bingo, I love bingo at a casino. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I like games. I'm a gamer, and I I do do a lot of frisbee because I coach it. I have a youth ultimate, excel ultimate, so I do it and love it. But that's a great question. Um, what about you? You have a little a little bit more non-frisbee in you, maybe. Maybe I, I mean. I feel like
0: within your few hobbies outside of Frisbee, there's a lot of diversity and joy in there. So I wouldn't sell yourself short. I think you have great, great hobbies, Rowan. Um, but I I kind of have a, a similar amount, I would say. I just like enjoy writing and songwriting. I've been recording a little bit more recently, which is always fun. I definitely only get a chance to do that in the off-season because it takes like long periods of time where i can sit down and like do the same thing over and over again and it's a little um meditative uh i really enjoy hanging out with friends i got lunch with box today which is great No way, that's clutch it was like really nice it's always really nice i think like forging really strong relationships on the field but then getting a chance to just explore them totally outside of that context
1: Frisbee talk or like what was the what a little the, frisbee the, talk, but
0: mostly just gossiping, you know, like oh, of old house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With you two, that that's, that checks out for sure. <laughs> um, and yeah, beyond that, I really enjoy reading. Um, I love Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Play those with Musa and Box. I love old video games. I love. I love a lot of things. That's great. That, but uh, it's it, mostly just spending time with people.
1: That's yeah. That actually stirred another memory for me. Um, Nintendo sixty four Mario Kart is a non frisbee thing that I excel in as well. I'll race anybody except excel except my Mario brother Mario Kart coming soon <laughs> <dot> com. <laughs> No, it'll
0: just be on Excel Ultimate, but it will be a Mario Kart tutorial Would that for old funny Plays? parody. If It'd I be just great.
1: popped up on my YouTube channel. How to race Rainbow Road. Yeah,
0: I mean, I would watch. I don't know how to do it. Um, Ron, where are you now, though, in terms of the off-season grind for Ultimate, with Ultimate in mind? Do you have any updates? I know during the season we would always start the show with talking about what we were doing to train that week. Now we have a little bit longer of a time horizon. Do you have any updates? Are you excited about anything? How are you recommitting?
1: I do, I do. And speaking of, you know, lunch dates i had a dinner date with tyler monroe incredible yep and he's a tough one to nail down too he is yeah i mean it took we both he canceled the first week i canceled the second week but um it was nice it was a nice double date and yeah they they made me a cake they owed um for my birthday so we got the conversation going of like what's are we are we are we doing anything in the off season and I've been very slow, but I am I think now is the time. I, I told them then, too. I was like, the only reason that I feel that I was able to like improve and work my way up in Ultimate is because I hustled in the offseason and just passed everybody that didn't hustle in the offseason. And then what happened was I showed up preseason in better shape, in better form, more better with the Frisbee, And then that gave me internal confidence. So when people started getting their legs and their conditioning and their cardio back, my confidence was built by kind of meeting them early. And then that mindset was just like something that pulled me up even further. So my off-season hustle was my bread and butter. I haven't felt the urge to like get after it. And that's like been stressing me out. I'm like, I just came off the best season I've ever had individually on a team that got so close to our goals and I'm like, like why am I not feeling this hunger to train? And you know it's okay. I didn't have it but starting to get the itch back and you know after you kind of take us through where you're at, I will um, also share like what I'm starting to do. Yeah, uh, I think
0: hearing what you said is really important not only for me but for our listeners because it goes to show that even you know the best players in the world, need time off and need to give themselves space not only for their bodies to recover but for their minds to get right too if you're grinding against an urge to not all the time it's going to not only degrade your body but create a lot of negative cycles in your head so if you're feeling that way give yourself a little bit of time off it's really important to feel in the right mindset when you're training um, and getting into that kind of routine but with that in mind for what i'm doing been starting to get back into uh, some field workouts. Been doing some of what uh, Luke Rafis, another shout out for him, has been doing um, over in Arlington. Um, we've what been is do- that stuff? like? What, what are you guys He's doing? doing like a progressive, like week to week progression of like sprint training and explosiveness. So the ones we've been doing together haven't been like on the track. They've been more like hip engagement and like explosive movements on the field, which have been interesting to explore and a good way to get back into it, especially when you're not looking to like push the highest possible heart rate early on, yeah. I think. Um, so I've been doing a little bit of that, getting back into lifting and yeah, I'm just really similar to where you are scraping the surface of recommitting. And I think I'm really excited to do that as we move
1: further into winter. Yeah, no, that's cool. And just hear some of that detailed stuff. I know Luke, Luke does uh he was a college track runner, so he knows what he's talking about, but yeah, I, my essential, like, um, Day of Reckoning, I think, came yesterday where... I was coaching, so I have a little bit of an excuse, but it was like Dunkin' Donuts, McDonald's, chips, ice cream. Well, I had a McFlurry Mc- McDonald's, and it was just a bad. And then it, all of a sudden, it just hit me like, I can't do this anymore. I got to get back. And I only have two gears, on or off. So that was so bad that it like, snapped me to my on gear. And, and then today... I got back in the yoga studio, had my best practice of all time. I was nailing, I was, uh, telling Simran, I was nailing my single leg poses like a statue. I was like really on, felt good, and I'm also been training a little bit on my disc golf, working on my backhand form because I would like to give disc golf a shot. But if I can't throw, it, like they throw it so far, where you know if I train for a little while and I just can't throw it like 450 feet which is like nothing for the top pros, then I know that probably won't be a a career. So training disc golf, back in the yoga, going to work on the ultimate game. I brought my cleats to um, family, like a family vacation. And yeah, I'm going to go for it. That's great. Yeah, I think
0: one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot this off season is like how to develop healthy routines, not only for my training, uh, but also for when we do move into the season um, so that I can make those routines stretch beyond a period where I feel like I have more free time. And one of the things that I've been thinking about is when I get up out of bed, doing the same little progression of yoga, push-ups, yeah. some core. Warrior it's like a really team. great way to start the day. Um, so that's been a little development in my that's life cool. that no, that's cool. I can kind of uh, relate to in yours. We're going to move on to our shenanigans round today. And this one is a doozy. Listeners, Rowan and I have come up with the next great movie plots. And it's inspired by the AUDL. There's grumblings about the AUDL maybe doing a little bit of a documentary type thing. But Rowan and I are taking it one step further. And we actually created movies in 1 minute we we gave ourselves 1 minute to write down the next big hit feature film and of course they're going to be about ultimate we're going to share what we wrote down if you are prone to being if if you're prone to being faint if you if you'll if you swoon in the face of greatness and great art you may as well take your headphones off right now because i know for me at least i'm going to have to kind of Gird myself against what I know is
1: going to be Rowan's ultimate genius. I'm going for it. I, I and I just I just I know that our movies are going to be night and day. I'll go first, and investors out there, can, you can reach out. Okay. My movie starts where Ultimate started. Seattle skyline pans over, birthplace of Ultimate. Twelve-year-old. Child actor putting throws into a net. It's raining. He's inside. Next up, cuts. He's 15. He's playing Ultimate on concrete where the sport was born. Next scene. Not just scene. We're not going to go scene by scene. Next part of the movie. He gets cut from his varsity team, Michael Jordan-esque. Wow. That doesn't stop him. Doesn't get recruited. In 10 years, we're going to be rec- being recruited to college. He doesn't make Division One, but he lands at a Division Three school. Richmond Spiders. Across the country. He has to leave his family? Leaves his family. Puts in the work. He, he has only one backpack, all discs. For
0: the dream.
1: Okay, next up, he finds Excelultimate.com and <laughs> studies our premium library.
0: He uses the one
1: cent that he has in the world to pay for He uses X the $12.99 per month, free month. But he studies. Then the next scene, he's pulling in front of 50,000 in the ADL Championship. Because in 10 years, Ultimate Players are going to be recruited to college, and there's going to be 50,000 people in the ADL Championship. You have to see it before you believe it. No, you have to believe it before you see it. It's something I've always done. And this movie... It's going to be sick. That is incredible. Um, it's loosely based, loosely based off a, a merger of Tyler and my own careers.
0: I love it. I love it. And I love the, the product placement. Well, I mean, what product placement? <laughs> I mean, that's just, those are just the two ubiquitous <laughs> names in Ultimate today, Excel and AUDL. Truth. Rowan, mine, I took a little bit of a different, of okay. course. Of course you do. As you may have indicated earlier to our listeners, and as I might do every time we do a shenanigans, but it starts in a similar way, actually. Seattle? No, but I would say the Seattle of the North, Vermont.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Well, Seattle is North. The Seattle of the East, the Northeast. A person at a small school in Vermont is trying to lift. Their high school ultimate team out of relative obscurity, when they discover there's a portal to another realm beneath the practice field that the team has to share with the field hockey folks. So they're sharing this field on their side of the field, which is like the more pockmarked,
1: of course, dead grass, so much rocks.
0: Underneath all of that, flotsam and jetsam, they find a portal to another realm, another dimension. The team goes on a journey in that dimension to fight monsters, to vanquish monsters in this realm, but also meet some friendly creatures along the way who help teach them skills and join their team. They rise and become the cream of the crop in the Northeast Ultimate High School scene.
1: That's fantastic and very creative. And you know, you know what it's called. Portal playtime. <laughs> I don't know that
0: That would be a lot better. I was thinking like Magic Friendship or something. I don't think Magic
1: Friendship could sell more of like the PG.
0: <laughs> yeah, it definitely it yeah, sounds like a, a PG. feel good movie. That's good. You know what it reminds me of? This is a deep poll, so no worries if you haven't watched listeners, but you should watch this film because it's very good. It reminds me of the classic film Labyrinth where essentially these Muppets and like other puppet monsters are all the monsters that these kids have to like walk through this maze and overcome and then David Bowie plays like this evil person but also maybe not that evil. I don't really remember, but all I remember is that I was really scared of him and all of the scary Muppets in Labyrinth. Okay. So go ahead and watch that movie. Ron. what's the title for your movie?
1: Uh... The kid who excelled (laughs) product placement. Okay, Johnny, I got to ask before we get off shenanigans. Your plot brings back a uh, question as old as time. You, Johnny walks in real life, if we need to fly, I watched Armageddon the other night, if you need to fly (laughs) to an asteroid to play Aliens, Winner keeps their planet. So, like, you're playing for the human race, and you're you're top twenty five player in the game. So, in, in the men's division. So, would you volunteer for that expedition to fight for humanity? Certainly. Is a team of twenty five. But you have to fly on a spaceship. Team of twenty
0: seven. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely would. Yeah.
1: You're not scared of spaceships or space flight, Rowan. All I have to say to you to that question is. U.S. You. <laughs> you, the worldwide team, Johnny. Little U.S. centric. I, I know, I know. I He's know. faking. He was trolling. I'm just being a
0: troll. Um, yeah, I mean,
1: I'm totally in.
0: Okay, I think it'd be sweet. And I, you know, to remind me of another deep poll for the listeners, we're getting deep in it. In the GameCube version of Mario Baseball, the boss level is you play a game of baseball at Bowser's Castle. And a really important part of that stadium is there's lava everywhere, there's like moving rocks, and I just think it would be so fun to play an ultimate game on another planet's turf and beat them, because that's the American dream. (laughs) 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 I'm joking, please know that I'm joking. We love our international audience. We love our international audience. (laughs) Rowan, I believe that we got some questions from our friend from Baltimore, Elias.
1: Yeah, it was um, a great question because it was a little bit about something we touched on before when we had a listener question about playing local and building up your local team or your local scene, um, but also some threads of team culture, which is something we also love. And the question coming in from Elias was, if, you know... Community development and kind of all facets of that community development um, are important for, you know, a city or, you know, certain teams in that city's program. And I just thought it was a really good question because we're kind of living in it right now in DC. And I know Elias plays out of Baltimore. So I'm not sure what the community looks like there. But in my opinion, building up a community is local club players but also local high schoolers and the youth scene and all of these things kind of work together to give a city a really robust pool of talent so you know yeah you might lose a couple players a a local kid goes off to college or a club player moves for their job but you now have a good pool to, to to take from like I know you brought up the other day like there's a high school kid speaking Dave Oles, who was uh, our listener question last week, there's like this junior at his school that's really good. And like, we're all like, oh, like maybe he could you know, be an ex an player. And as somebody that kind of came from the local community, um, how would you kind of say, like, what is the importance of building out the entire community and not just like top club teams?
0: Well, I think it's clear, Rowan, that the model that is sustainable and that works to continuously have the top club team or the top local college team, you know, whatever it may be, whatever the goal is, you can see it at these different levels where like UNC has won so many college titles in both men's and women's at this point because they have such a vibrant youth scene and the fact that their team is made up of majority youth players who grew up in the triangle playing ultimate is no coincidence that also draws other youth players from other communities because they want to win too. Mm-hmm. these kinds of things in terms of DC. I think a great example of someone who has bought in not only to his own development and his own leadership, but also the vision that he has for DC ultimate and ultimate in the DMV moving forward is Tyler Monroe because, and I mean you too, but Tyler came to mind because he lives in DC, right? Zero connection to Arlington before he decided to spend his time biking from DC into Arlington two, three, four times a week to coach kids at um, the high school level and kind of shepherd them along in their ultimate journeys. He has no expectation that they're going to reach the highest levels or anything like that, but he knows that by spreading the love that he has for Ultimate, sharing it with the kids that he does coach, that that will rub off on them positively in their lives currently when they're in high school, but also will help them get excited about being passionate, working on their craft, and maybe that will result in not only a more vibrant Ultimate scene in DC, but also just more folks out in the world who feel like they have a purpose and every time that as Ultimate players we can help inspire someone else I think that that's some of like that's the reason why we do this podcast that's the reason why we do a lot of the things that we do regarding outreach and social media and all these things so I think it's just an important note yeah
1: I mean and it's absolutely the case and not just high school but you know a lot of Ultimate cities have local colleges around so if those college kids had great experience in high school now maybe they'll you know help help out of high school when they're kind of in that college and they keep giving back to the community all the way from you know middle school all the way up to club ultimate or maybe all the players in the youth ultimate league of arlington will
0: finally just understand that william and mary is the ideal virginia feeder school and just you know head to the promised land win virginia its first championship rowan That is it for us today. We are doing the one friend at a time benefit program, sweepstakes, togetherness drive. And what that just means is if you're liking this podcast and you have at least one friend, tell that one friend about it. Word of mouth advertising is the only way that we promote this show. We really appreciate you doing it. And that's how we grow keep bringing you the stories, keep bringing you the shenanigans, keep bringing you the wonderful guests. So thank you so much for that. Rowan, if folks want to find you on socials, how can they
1: do that? Yeah. Um, first off, you know we got our new One Throw Pod Instagram. Check us out there. We're very responsive to messages that come in. If you have anything, just shoot us a message. And um, yeah, my personal channel is Rowan McDonald on
0: Instagram and YouTube. Johnny? I'm Darth Malks on Instagram, Johnny Malks on YouTube, and if you also want to send in your listener questions, your feedback, your inquiries via email, you may do so at onethrowpod at gmail.com. We're looking forward to answering them on air, and we really appreciate you listening. We'll see you next time.
1: Ciao.